You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 86. Hey there, Impact Drivers. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are going to talk about PMO maturity models. Should you be focused on maturing your PMO? Is there a maturity model framework out there that's best for you and for your PMO? In today's episode, we're going to dive into this and answer this question, debunk some myths, and ensure that you're focused exactly where you need to be to build the right services and capabilities for your PMO. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by Tempest Resource. Tempest Resource gives PMOs actionable intelligence, cutting-edge analytics, and real-time scenario analysis, all while minimizing the overhead of managing a resource portfolio. Learn more at pmostrategies.com forward slash 086. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash 086. Check out their demo and learn a little bit more about how they can help you make a bigger impact. Okay, let's dive into PMO maturity models. Are they really where it's at? Today, we'll find out. There are a lot of PMO maturities out there that range from three levels to 10 levels and will tell you to get very laser focused on a specific mindset about what good PMO maturity looks like. Unfortunately, a lot of those PMO maturity models are focused on one aspect of PMO evolution and will leave out a lot of the other ways to look at competency, and service development, and what maturity really means for your organization. For example, you'll see a lot of copycat maturity models that are based on the CMMI maturity framework. And they'll say that your PMO should achieve one of these similar CMMI level type maturities. But here's the truth. Not everyone needs to get to a level five. It's like there's this magical number of level five that people think they must get to with their PMO maturity in order to declare themselves a good PMO, to declare that they have an excellent PMO. And that just doesn't make sense for every organization. The same thing goes for project management maturity models as well. I mean, you do want to have some kind of a framework with respect to how good you are at the right level of project management in following the right discipline, et cetera. But sometimes the underlying framework of what they define as being good is just completely flawed. For example, if you have 863 templates and steps in your process and good is defined by consistency and compliance and adherence to all of those steps, you're probably doing something that's gonna be bogging people down in so much red tape they're not actually productive. In fact, the agile movement as a whole was created in response to this hardcore compliance of big, heavy process. So when we think project management maturity models, we need to take a step back and say, is what we're doing fit for purpose? And do we have the right level of process and structure and support mechanisms that are actually accelerating impact and getting to project throughput faster. And a lot of levels of maturity mean that it's more and slower 
and takes longer to do things as higher up you are on the maturity curve. For example, you might find yourself in an organization where it's pretty much the wild, wild west with project management implementation. Everything's being done differently and things are taking a long time and costing a lot to get done. And the solution may not be quote unquote consistency for consistency's sake, as much as it is, how can we help enable people with a set of practices and approaches that they can pick and choose from based on what makes sense in their organization? Compliance and consistency isn't necessary, especially early on when what might actually be more effective is providing a framework and some guardrails and some boundaries within which people can operate to get closer to a more effective project management process, as opposed to ensuring that everyone goes along this maturity curve of doing things exactly the same. Because don't forget, no project is like any other project. The very definition of a project is that is a unique product service deliverable capability, et cetera. So not every answer to how to best manage that project looks exactly the same. So when we think of project management maturity, we might want to take a step back and look at what makes sense from getting to the outcomes you're trying to achieve for the organization, as opposed to how we can perfect our outputs. Now let's level up this conversation and talk about what that means for the PMO and PMO maturity models. You really need to ask yourself, what is the investment that the organization wants to make in building PMO maturity and competency, and how do you ensure that you're getting the proper return on investment for whatever maturity, quote unquote, looks like and makes sense to have in your organization? The goal needs to be getting to the best fit, and that should guide how complex you make your maturity model in the first place. It may be that three levels of maturity is plenty compared to where you are now with a possibly new or ad hoc or maybe even non-existent PMO to one that's more established and has a strong foundation and is delivering impact on the services and capabilities they're providing. That may be perfectly sufficient for your organization because we're not really trying to focus on maturing our PMO based on a type or a set cookie cutter. And if you wanna learn more about types, definitely go back and listen to last week's episode where I debunk all kinds of myths around pigeonholing your PMO into a certain type and why that is so dangerous. But on the topic of maturity models for your PMO, instead of following some arbitrary path that may make no sense for your organization, I would instead like to focus on where the opportunities are for your PMO to make an impact. What are the business needs and the pain points that your PMO can solve? Let's drive from that perspective and create a focus and a direction for the PMO instead of getting so stereotyped by a single maturity approach. A lot of the models out there make the mistake of focusing on maturation of a process as the goal. A lot of PMO models say, okay, well, if you have this much adherence to a process, you're successful. If you have this many people using your process, you're successful. If we were using it in the department and now we're using it across the organization, that defines success. And that just defines reach. But does that necessarily mean that the process that you're using is getting the outcomes or the impact that you're trying to create for the organization? 
We don't really want to look at how many tools and how much process and how much methodology we're using and how many people are using the methodology as an indicator of PMO success, because it's not. Reach and penetration on a crappy process is just expanding the crappiness. So where in this maturity model does it say that you've got a lean, mean, project throughput driving process that is helping to accelerate getting to impact? Any maturity levels or approach should be measuring impact, not reach, because reach in and of itself does not mean that you're achieving a high return on investment for your organization's strategy. So I think our metrics are a little wrong in a lot of these maturity models, and they're making assumptions that probably shouldn't be made about how value is defined and especially how it's seen in the eyes of your stakeholders. I'd rather you stay focused on the services you're delivering and how you can mature those services to provide even greater impact as a mechanism for defining maturity, because your goal is creating that frictionless environment to drive high impact, not a bunch of processes or how many people are using your templates and tools or how many steps you have in your process or how much governance is in place. When we get caught up in those kinds of numbers, we are getting caught up in the fallacy that measuring outputs shows value. And it doesn't. Just because you have 100 projects that you're managing doesn't mean you're managing the right 100 projects. Doesn't mean those projects are happening in a way that is helping the organization achieve a huge return on investment for their strategy. So let's make sure we're measuring the right things when we think about maturity and focus instead on the services that we're providing and increasing those numbers. This is exactly what my students go through when they are part of the Impact Engine PMO training and implementation program. I help them understand what the right level of maturity or growth curve looks like for their PMO based on the services that they're delivering, which is of course based on the pain points. And it all ties very nicely and neatly into the focus they're creating for their PMO, the direction, the impact metrics I help them develop to show the value, real return on investment value of the PMO. And they build that into their capability roadmap and ultimately into the business plan. By the way, my PMO students do not create charters ever, ever, ever. They create business plans for how they're driving impact for an organization. So what matters more than maturity models is the shifts that we need to make from a business perspective on both the mindset and the way we see our ability to deliver impact for an organization. We want to think more about driving effectiveness than driving efficiency. How are we driving projects getting to that greatest throughput, the greatest return on investment, the greatest impact, as opposed to how good are we getting at running through the steps of a project life cycle? We want to be business focused, not process focused. And of course, I've talked about this in a lot of the episodes. You can have process. You can have efficiency. You can have monitoring and control. You can do project management, but project management is the means, not the end. So we've got to make sure when we talk about standards and best practices, those are just the means. The end is from strategy to impact, that delivery of business outcomes, effectiveness, business focus, business solutions, etc., over rules and checklists. For example, if you think about a service around governance, Instead of being heavy on governance and compliance and management oversight and constraints, maybe we can be lean and flexible and iterative and agile and nimble in how we respond to needs of the business and 
pivot and be more adaptive as changes are coming our way? How are we leading people through change? Instead of having an internal focus on the PMO and all of our checklists and processes and templates and tools and how perfect we're getting at that, maybe we need to be more externally focused on the business and providing business solutions that are driving change to get that strategy realized. Instead of a methodology mindset, we can have more of an impact mindset. And if you want to have a maturity model or a way to measure growth and value, look to your return on investment metrics. And I'm not just talking dollars and cents, but I am talking common sense. When your business leaders are looking at these projects, they're looking at these projects in terms of an investment. Every executive I talk to, everyone for 25 years, whether they were in nonprofit, government, commercial organizations, or anything in between, they all used the words return on investment. That's business speak. That's the language we want to be speaking. So when you look at how good your PMO is, instead of defining it by how much compliance you're getting or how many projects you're managing or how many steps you have in your process or how many templates you've created or how you're slowly and painstakingly going up this maturity curve or doing your continuous improvement activities, how about you look instead at how can we increase the project throughput? How can we maximize resource utilization? How can we ensure that every single project is clearly aligned with the strategic objectives of the organization? And how can we make sure that every single person working on the projects understands exactly how the work they're doing is tied to the overall strategy of their organization? How can we ensure that we remove the fluff, that we streamline, that we optimize, that we remove steps from the process, that we stop doing all of these extra meetings or reviews of the reviews of the reviews of the document that nobody in the executive team is actually going to read that you guys spent a collective 100 hours putting together and iterating on? How about we look at where we can stop doing the noise and focus on exactly what is helping to enable our people to accelerate project delivery? Because the more you accelerate project delivery, the more fluff you remove, the easier it is to get a higher return on investment for every project. And the easier it is to manage all of the resources and allocate them and make sure they're fully utilized and maximizing their impact. Instead of trying to adhere to some externally driven cookie cutter maturity model approach, how about instead you measure each of the services that you're delivering and the way that each of those services is directly driving return on investment for the organization, is directly improving the lives of all of the stakeholders, addressing pain points, and in a way that your business leaders identify with those pain points, the way they describe the pain points, not the things you think that they should care about, the things they actually care about. That is how you show real value with your PMO. And you'll never have to justify the PMO. You'll never have to sell the value of the PMO because it will be self-evident in exactly how you are measuring and communicating your value to the organization. It's that simple. So let's not get so caught up in maturity models. And if you must have a maturity model in your organization, and I teach my students how to do this in the Impact Engine PMO training program and the implementation approach, because you might want to have some measures of how you're growing, 
It's all based on services and capabilities that are driving impact and not based on some externally driven model that others claim are the right cookie cutter approach because all of that's nonsense. It's based on specifically the services and capabilities that your organization needs and validating and valuing the success of those services. That's the kind of maturity model that you can build. That's the kind of maturity model that will make sense in your organization because it's driven based on business value, not perfection of process and adherence to process. As I mentioned, I talked about PMO types last week. So if you have not listened, go back and listen to that episode so you can understand what you can do instead of focusing on PMO types. And if you want to learn more about our Impact Engine PMO implementation program, which takes you through a 90-day process of building a PMO or expanding your PMO capabilities and services in a way that your business leaders will love, as well as all of your other stakeholders, just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IEPMO. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash IEPMO to learn about the Impact Engine PMO approach to all things, services and capabilities that drive impact. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Before we go, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Tempest Resource. Tempest Resource gives PMOs actionable intelligence, cutting edge analytics, and real-time scenario analysis, all while minimizing the overhead of managing a resource portfolio. Learn more at pmostrategies.com forward slash 086. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash 086. Check them out today. Thank you so much again for listening to this episode today. Have a high impact day. Bye-bye for now.